everybody. Quickly, what's going on? Um, let me just invite some people. Let's see here, unsanctioned invites all. Send this to the room. <clears throat> so the news is that they cut Tucker Carlson. Or rather, it's more that there was a parting of ways. A parting of ways between Dan Bongino and Tucker Carlson at Fox News, probably because they cost the, mu the most to pay and they're the riskiest prospects going forward. So, uh, pretty, pretty curious as to what people might be thinking, feeling, the like. So, I'm going to do my best to send this out. Do, 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 do. Let, okay. Let's see here. So, how are you? I'm going to invite more folks. Just so just hang in there. I'm going to go ahead and.
Lindas Online. Gregor to come along if he's around. So I don't have any great news. I'm just going to read you the variety piece that I pulled down. I was like, I don't believe this. So I went looking, I went hunting for, for news sources. So Fox news breaks up with Tucker Carlson and exit surprise. So Tucker Carlson will no longer be able to carry on his self-generated battle against lying pomposity, smugness, and groupthink at Fox News Channel. Carlson, Fox News Channel's most watched primetime host, will leave the network in an abrupt and surprise exit, leaving the network without a fill-in for one of its most popular hours as it grapples with the pressures of resulting from a $787 million settlement. We'll have to pay Dominion voting systems. Quote, Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways. The company said in a statement Monday, we thank him for his service to the network as a host and prior to that as a contributor. A spokeswoman for Fox News declined to elaborate. Carlson will not appear on Fox News again in his current role. His last broadcast, Fox News said, took place on Friday. So that's that's variety. That's all that was said there. Um. <clears throat> Wow. I mean, it was a low point. I went outside. I, I was in shock. Uh, but it was, it was confirmed by Daily Caller, which is Tucker Carlson's publication. So that, that's how it was confirmed. It, they would know. <laughs> they would absolutely know if that was true. And they confirmed it right away. I know it's insane. So look at the comments here from, it's a terrible personal day, day. Wow to the story about Tucker Carlson. Well, maybe it'll take your mind off your troubles because you're not the only one getting flushed or having a bad day. I told the dog next door because, you know, I have, I have that relationship with the dog next door. Like, hey, how you doing? And he's like, oh, and that's that's our relationship. But uh, sometimes sometimes the dog is kind of quiet. So I looked over at the dog and I said, they, they canceled Tucker Carlson. And the dog like just kind of dropped its head a little bit. And then I said, what are we going to do between seven and eight? And the dog just turned around and went back inside the house. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it's like they just pulled a tooth out or something. (laughs) I have no idea what is going to happen. Now, uh, are they going to stick Jesse Waters in there? Is there going to be a sudden, sudden grappling? I'm sure that there's 
you know, they're, they're probably going to get Kilmead to do something because he's always the guy who fills in for Tucker when no one can Tucker. Uh, and it can't be Tucker Carlson tonight. So they're going to just have to have some, some kind of news. Maybe they'll do another five. I'm, I'm interested. I'll just show up anyway and see what they do at seven o'clock. You know, I'm, I'm sure they've had all weekend to kind of figure it out. They'll, they'll do something. You know, the news must go on. The show must go on. It's prime time. There will be viewers. And people will be stunned. They will be absolutely stunned by, by the, uh, there's additional bad news out there. It's, it's kind of warlike in a way. Um, so to keep perspective, there's a, there's an initiative in Brazil to, um, a legal initiative in Brazil to, to really, really drag down free speech over there. I don't have all of the details, but that's, it's clearly a Glenn Greenwald beat, but he, that was the top of mind for him in his feed today. Uh, so there's all kinds of, all kinds of um, counter measures going on against people who have been voicey against the intelligence community. Um, me in particular, you know, I've, I've been through my own trials and tribulations. I would say mm, approximately two weeks ago, you know, it was like a week, two weeks ago, I had a brush with, um, with Perkins Coie. So I don't really know what's going on. Um, but it's super aggressive and it's hostile to, um, I would say American citizens, like citizens who are here that know their rights that have been around for a while who aren't like 20. If you're not like 20 and indoctrinated into like, you know, revolutionary, well, you, you make up law as you go kind of thing. The world is, you know, if you decide this morning that you can be a kitty cat or a unicorn or, you know, that shrub bush out there, then I guess that's what you are. Well, we all know that life isn't like that and they will throw you into a, a, a uh, burning blender and you will get a sudden knowledge about this. Yes. Hello and welcome, John. Um, it looks like Tucker Carlson got cut from Fox News and Friday was his last day. As it turns out, we were the last to know. Ah. Uh, the viewers, the news consumers are the last to know. So I'll bet people knew for a little bit. Um, they were probably in, you know, golf negotiations all weekend. Getting mad at one another. You know, kicking up turf on the the fairway. Trying to trying to fix it and figure it out. But I'm I think that Fox News is going to lose parts of their large and small intestine in this Dominion lawsuit. And they don't have the capital to pay their top earners or their most expensive speakers on the network anymore. So that's why they be getting cut. Because that's typically how corporate operates. They they will cut the top earners. Like <clears throat> they'll fire a, a CEO because they cost too much. Or they'll 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 throw out one of their C-levels, a founder, 
Yeah, you cost too much. You know, we've got to make up the amount of money that is coming in because we can't spend it on labor. Um, so, but I, I feel like that's a bad choice. I think they, they ultimately made a bad choice. So Chiefs Baby Girl says maybe it was part of the deal they made with Dominion. I don't know. Because they cut Bongino as well. And, and Bongino was just like there was nothing that, that they could offer him on the table. I don't think they had capital. I think it's all going to Dominion. So um, that's my guess. Let me see. J, JPN C. McGlone says it also seems that Don Lemon was just terminated by CNN. Okay. But, you know, I'm not crying. <laughs> all right. You know. He, he was not a very compelling broadcaster at the end of the day. <laughs> you know, he was good at being black on the air and crying about it. That's what he was good at doing at the time. So, you know, but when that, that couldn't hold it together for CNN, they had to come up with news. Because it's, it's a news network. And if you're not doing news and you're just kind of, Com- compelled railing about people because they're not as good as you because you're supposedly better than them. You're just like, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I mean, I can't sit around and listen to people bigot for more than a minute tops anymore. They're like, well, you know, they're going to cry bully and then. So I can't really necessarily feel compelled to sit around and witness it or coddle them or that sort of thing. But um, so we have Rudy and Lance, who's just kind of popped in here momentarily. Um, I'll bet Rudy does have something to say, but uh, about uh, Fox cutting Tucker Carlson. I will say that AOC who is the darling, um, you know, communistocrat <laughs> elected official from Brooklyn. You know, I don't really have hard things to say about much of, of what she does. I mean, she represents the people in the constituency that is there, and that's kind of how they are. So if the majority of the people are that way, then I, I'm sure she's going to reflect her sentiments in the ways that she carries the district. And it makes sense that, you know, because I'm hearing ludicrous things come out of, like, Brooklyn media. Like, of, here's a for instance. You know, when, when Brooklyn media decides and Vice decides that they're going to go after Texas border issues. Now, they Vice, you know, that they're fair game because they will actually come down here and do actual investigative reporting and send back good news, like news, things that, that you didn't know about that were happening. And, you know, it's not necessarily just all, all bias filtered or all, you know, left-wing filtered. You you don't get complete editorial with your news. You know, they used to parse it. Now it's just like, okay, we're going to bludgeon you with opinion. And that's, and then we're going to forget the news. That hasn't happened before. Like, I, I haven't seen that so 
vigorously in, in the last, like, maybe 20 months, like, since 21, it started to really start happening pretty bad. But it's gotten real, real bad to where they don't, they don't understand that that's what they're doing anymore, I guess. Anyway, so they, they released this stuff about, you know, how the troglodytes of Tex- Texas, how, how damn dare they protect their, their property and their children and their land and their cattle from getting trampled on by rogue cartel activity how dare how dare they intervene on their own behalf you know how how dare they defend themselves how dare they call upon the border authorities how how dare they how damn dare they so uh you know i just get the sense that they don't understand what's going on down here so i invited the intercept who you know brian Devereaux is is a good reporter I've read a lot of what he's put out over the years and I've respected him up until the point he started talking utter bullshit about Texas. He's not here. He's obviously not here dealing with what's going on. He hasn't seen it. And he's definitely talking and speaking like a person who hasn't seen it. You know, or is just kind of willfully trying to cope a narrative to where he's making this up as he goes or something. Like, I, I, you know, for somebody who lives here, I can't be told what the truth is from New York by somebody who obviously doesn't know what's going on. And it, I'm definitely not going to get a moral lecture from Ryan Devereaux. Now, if they, they want to talk about border and and surveillance uh, equipment. You know, I've been in conversations with MIT's um, technocrat about that because there's different ways they could do it. Like if you want surveillance and if you want surveillance contracts to go forward and you think that the technology is useful and you're not forfeiting law enforcement or you're actually trying to assist law enforcement, that's the narrative, if you're going to cut a check, Chuck Ching, to Yeoman Surveillance Company, okay, if you're going to send border drones, if you're going to send, you know, if you're going to send, like, say, mobile surveillance un- units, why don't you point them at where the cartel activity is happening? So they were saying that the majority of the drugs are, are coming through the ports of entry. And that's probably true. If the majority of it is coming through the ports of entry, then, then they need to be, they need to be um, working on that. But it also means that the cartels are concentrated at the ports of entry, which is not necessarily so because there's two things going on here. There's drugs and then there's trafficking. And they're both happening simultaneously. Both things are a a great boon. If you want to catch the traffickers, you would get a mobile surveillance unit on the trafficking. And then you would point the other mobile surveillance unit budget, budget and equipment at the ports of entry. Now, the ports of entry are kind of sacked up already. 
they have the most security scanning technology uh, enacted now. But what else is happening is there's kind of like an NGO lawfare. They're being misinformed by um, NGO lawyers about the permissiveness of the border to get people's they're having amongst themselves when they're, you know, doing their recreational age and they're, you know, doing whatever they're doing is, you know, cause they could get grown weed from Canada or in the state of New York. That's, that's not the issue. Weed's not the issue. Illegal grows might be the issue, but weed's not the issue. It's the other stuff. It's the fentanyl, which they, <clears throat> which they kind of don't seem to think is a problem, I guess. It's not a, not as big of a poisoner, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, I, <clears throat> I'd like to like get in a chair across from one of these people because we've been so isolated from one another and kind of just ask them some, some direct casual questions. How did you arrive at this conclusion? You know, what is it that you're really thinking about when when you're discussing these things in your big echo chamber bubble you know where are you getting your information from and are you dealing directly with people who are sympathetic to to cartel activities because they're just kind of leaving out the rest of it they're just leaving out the rest of it the the child trafficking the dark arts of prostitution and the the whole nine Entire groups of people are being disappeared into the underworld of America, never to be resurfaced, dead, um, digested for body parts. It's really insane. And it's, it's really hurting my insides to think about children <clears throat> from these countries being treated this way. When they come over here, they're just, there's just no future in it. And I want, America to be a place of a good future of a, a beautiful place with a good future for anyone. But that's, that's not a future. That's, that's a tunnel to hell. So does anybody want to come up here and talk about, uh, I guess the main idea, which we kind of skated away from, um, Jonathan Carnal, who I'm seeing in other rooms. Thank you for joining. Um, I'm kind of riffing here. But Fox basically cut their top earners. They cut both Tucker Carlson and Diane Bongino. I'm going to pull up Jonathan because he's been a speaker here. We haven't heard from him in the past. <clears throat> a couple months. So pull him up here. See if he'll talk. Hey, Jonathan. Ducted. <laughs> I, I didn't hear I wasn't here for the first part of the show, so I wasn't going to call in. But yeah, they cut Tucker and Dan. Well, I, my only thought when you said that was, oh, what a meritocracy we live in. Whereas if you climb your way to the top of the ladder, you get cut because you make too much money. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> you got it right away. <laughs> yeah, 
they were too expensive to pay, so they got axed. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah. So this is, there's a whole paradigm in Iowa City that works this way. That's <laughs> where the Hawkeyes play. It's where I went to college, and there's this place called the Bread Garden that always has a, a 19-year-old staff. You know, because you get 3,000 new 19-year-olds every year come into the city, right? To go to school. And so you, you give them a raise once, maybe twice. But then why would you pay them? You know, at, at the time, we're looking at 9 or $10 an hour. And, and now it might be a little bit more than that. But why would you give them a raise to 12 when you could just hire a new $9 an hour person? Because there's always going to be a big pool of labor to choose from. And that's it. That's the you make too much money. It's Low cost money. labor, yeah. Yeah. Why? Why would you work hard to get your way to the top? It doesn't behoove anyone to do that anymore. Meritocracy's been dead for a long time. Well, I mean, it's dead-ish. I don't. I think that it transforms. The market transforms. And, um, you know, I think that uh, a person like Tucker Carlson could easily just become his own media. Um, cause he already is. Yeah. He, he, he is his, already his own media package. So he took all of his media assets, his, his Hollywood producer, Justin Wells, <laughs> also gone from Fox. Um, he had a contract with Fox and to, to produce a bunch of, uh, documentary content, you know, for Fox nation, all gone. I don't know if that's going to be legacy or not. That's the other thing. It's like, are they going to keep the uh, Fox, uh, Fox Nation content, legacy content available, or are they going to hackle over that? Because they got to keep the money coming in. I don't know that they do have to keep the money coming in. Because uh, it's well, they like, got to pay Dominion. <laughs> they, they, yeah, that's true. But you can pay, you, you can pay, it's, it's the landlord, it's the new landlordism doesn't depend on rental income. All you got to do is own the thing and the appreciation of the asset now pays your bills. That's why you have a bunch of empty buildings, you know, laying around. And so, you know, do they have to keep the money coming in and kicking out your top earners because they have too much power to say what they want might show that that. Neither profits nor news was the point of Fox News all along. It's always been part of a propaganda machine, a two-part propaganda machine where MSNBC and Fox News ping pong against each other on the same on the same court. You know, well, who's propaganda though? I mean, like propaganda is government speech that's laundered through uh, a media official. What part of what Tucker was saying was government-sanctioned speech? Because so much of what he was saying was was viewed as as kind of rival to you know the orthodoxy and and a rival to to the government narrative. That's that's half of government propaganda is anti-government. That's it has to function that way. That's what counterculture moves in tandem with culture, like a well-bred <laughs> dance partner, like a reflection, like a shadow. It's always mm-hmm. at the at the mercy of culture. If I say, I had this realization, and that the, speaking of Iowa City, back when I went there and the bread garden was a problem, I thought this thing about at North Fleece was the fad right then. 
This is 20, I don't know, 2011 or like something. Like North, North Face? The, yeah, is like North, yeah, North, North Face fleeced shirts. And, the, and there was like, everybody had one. Because it's Iowa, it is cold. So it's like, you know, a thing that well, people they're, do. They're pretty good product. I mean, it's a pretty good yeah, product. Yeah, yeah. But the point isn't that they're a good or a bad product. The point I, I was, was it's like for me to avoid it because everybody else does it is the same as me to do it because everybody else does it. You know, I'm still letting the norm dictate my behavior either way. And so just hmm. to be a, a vehemently anti-government platform means hmm. when they move, you move. You move where they tell you, when they tell you. As long as like you're playing your part in this faux dialectic. So like I said, it's not just Fox mm -hmm. News, it's MSNBC. And they, they, all they do is talk about what the other one says. And then it's like 10 layers deep on the commentary, on the commentary, on the commentary, on the commentary, back and back and forth. The news has never been well, more self-referential. I mean, there was a percentage of that. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that there was, you know, there was definitely that ping pongy, like, you know, narrative, counter narrative you know, you know, bad puppet on one hand and, and good puppet on the other, having a little, you know, puppet fight. And, um, you know, and, and I see that and I just kind of, you know, wait till it's over. And then I get to hear about other things like uh, kind of like the counter world economic forum policy stuff that, that you know, we've kind of featured here. Um <clears throat> You know, but it's getting increasingly more dangerous because, like, he will come out against the intelligence community directly, which is something that other hosts have not been able to do. They've always coddled, like, for instance, Brett Beyer and uh, Trace Gallagher's show have directly coddled or carried the, you know, well, if you, if you leak unauthorized leaks from the government, you know, twisty mustache villain, then you should go to jail indefinitely. But, you know, notwithstanding whistleblower protection, notwithstanding other laws, notwithstanding. So that network has kind of had a weird um, topsy-turvy relationship. You know, they, they called for Julian Assange to become dead. They had analysts that were on there that wanted Julian Assange and Snowden both to, to like a fatwa on them for publishing things that, that the government didn't want said. And it became a huge interruption to, to get some of that news out. And by and large, cable news has been widely criticized for pandering to both uh, political, you know, narratives. I mean, Trump was definitely in that that column of pandering for several years. Um, it became a wedge with what was it, Megan? Oh, um, Megan Kelly. So they they will wedge out top performing very good talent um, that has capacity, that does their job, that asks the right questions. Um, and they will part ways with them because, but they've also parted ways for, for cause. Remember Bill O'Reilly? 
Miller Riley got caught with his hand in the cookie jar, meaning like he was a terrible at keeping his hands to himself in the office. And he couldn't say decent things to women who worked there. He couldn't be a decent guy. So I I think that some of that had been happening um, in the culture. Yeah. So there's the mask and and then there's the fact that it's a mask Mm -hmm. and you can offend both of those things. Like you can be Mm -hmm. like, you can write the wrong thing on the veil Mm -hmm. and then you can actually lift the veil. Neither of Mm -hmm. those things are acceptable. So it's like, it's not like the government is directly manufacturing the propaganda and, or, or even, and this is my problem with the right generally is you're always thinking of it as the government doing it and not basically the money, the moneyed interests in the corporate sector doing it. The using, often using the government as their cudgel. Yeah, I grant you that. But it's not like the people who are elected officials are the powerful people. They're well, they can be. They but could, they could be if like, they knew what their job was, but they're selected and allowed into close to power for because of their inadequacy and their unimaginativeness and their like just ordinariness. And so they'll never actually become powerful because they're just they're useful picked because idiots, they're not because they're yeah, useful they're, yeah exactly. Yeah. They're picked okay, for their innocuousness. So who, who uses useful idiots? The leftist. The leftist. Every, every, idiots. Every, yes, they do. Everybody does. Yeah. Well, I all right. That's a fair point. But I would say that right now, um, you know, the weaker you are as a political actor, you know, at, as if you have no backbone uh, and, and more or less prolapse without a hand up your rear end, then that would be a puppet. And there are many if I go people. to my dad's house and I sit there and I watch, he has, still has cable TV, right? Like he doesn't yeah. know what streaming is. He doesn't use the internet, really. He just has the cable with the channels on the box. Anybody who is allowed to speak at length into a microphone that coming out of that television is, is an idiot, is a useful idiot. Otherwise, they wouldn't be allowed to do that. Because if you do start well, that's, asking that's the right questions. And, you know, I can say that some of the things are stupid and some of the things are propaganda. And I don't respect some of the things, the objectives or the news objectives of some of the hosts, but I won't make a general character indictment about all news hosts at all times. Well, I, know well, when I they, just when did. doing things <laughs> I don't agree with or I don't respect, like when um, Brett Beyer and Trace Gallagher carry the intelligence community's water and start making indictments of whistleblowers before there's a court hearing or we have the whole story. I, I think that's unacceptable. Right. If, but those people could start to ask good questions, maybe they because they start to wake up or maybe just because you don't even have to be right. You just have to show a little bit of freedom of thought and they get scared of you and they fire you. Well, I mean, I don't think that those those gentlemen are are in any kind of uh, peril of being fired for asking earnest questions because they do that on a routine basis. You know, they, they ask legitimate, hard, you know, hardball questions to to people who come on their programs you know they're, they're legit like over over the over the board you know above board journalists uh, and but they do get cowed into the corner by the tele the intelligence community so um so we've got brady to, who's decided he wants to say something i'm gonna open his microphone see what he wants to say hey brady what's up 
What's up, Sheila? Um, just that, uh, you know, not only is it Tucker Carlson now, but Don Lemon's out as well today. There's like a little yeah, bit but of a that's per- a different ne- network, and I don't care about him. Going on, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I care about care all about kinds of things. On my, on my program. I mean, caring is hard. Are what what are we caring strong. about today? What's up? What are we cutting? What are we uh, caring about today? Fox cutting top earners after Dominion lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Just that one particular network with the top grossing show, Tucker Carlson and Dan Bongino. What so is Tucker? Both went. Down Tucker Carlson must be related to that in some way. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's he's very related. To that. Here, let me put the link in the in the comments so that everybody gets refreshed. Let me get it. They're both being fired could be for the appearance of parody, <clears throat> like, so that you can't level criticisms against one without doing this, the indictment of the other at the same time. Because there has to be an, a, an illusion of balance so that you have the maintain the illusion of choice. Maybe it's like the dark crystal, and then they they extinguished a Skeksy, so now they have to get rid of a mystic. Right. I think I need to watch that again. It's been like 20 <laughs> years. I'm going to go do it right now. Thing it's I've like ever been able to relate to, I think, in my life. I'm surrounded by Skeksis. <laughs> Four for the Freemans, honestly. Pussy, rotting, yeah. old look like. <laughs> yeah, you have hippies and Freemasons. You know, you got good wizards and evil pedophile wizards. Decaying. And there's a distinct observable like difference buzzards. between the two. They did such a great job. <clears throat> huh. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I just wanted to add some levity in there. Because, you know, I don't, I don't really know what's going to happen. My, my views in no way reflect Sheila's. Uh, they they have, you know, proclaim that one of the things that I do here on the program is I, I let people just own their own own thoughts as uh, as a general rule. Like Jonathan is responsible for his speech. Brady's responsible for his speech and I'm responsible for my speech. But if the Dominion suit. My my disclaimer of sorts and. But if the Dominion on to trial, I think that this was the the fear. If it had gone to trial and it had uh, faltered it adversely, um, they were so you know in peril of losing the propensity of speech for being paid out over it. Meaning, um, let's say that Fox lost the suit. And they lost the suit anyway. Let's say they lost the suit in, in the court and they didn't move the venue to a more fair venue because uh, it was it was a New York lawsuit. Because um, <clears throat> they, they have to they have to file in the place where the infraction or the civil infraction happened. So they would be filing in New York and New York is hyper litigious and they're super BS leftist as well. So they're lawfare prone. They, their DA, the New York city DA let a, a, an indictment out with no crime for Donald Trump. 
And all it did was give that man street cred, which I think he didn't need. So, um, <clears throat> you know, whatever. I mean, I don't I'm not a fan of Donald Trump. Like I, I didn't vote for him in either election, but I don't think he needed the press. <laughs> I don't think he needed the press. Gotten more free press than any human ever in the history of humans. Yeah, I mean, he he got negative press. You know how your your counter propaganda. No such thing as negative press for a certain type of person in business. Yes, you're. He was the Pied Piper candidate. A a lot of this stuff doesn't surprise me because it was it's been prophesized. You know, I kind of do know what we're headed towards because the cult of Yahweh for thousands of years. If you look at the revelations and the prophecies of the Talmud and whatnot. It described, well, no, uh, Donald Trump plays the role of King Cyrus, according to this cult, which does play a very large role in our own government. Brady Brady uh, speaks for himself. I don't know about this cult of Yahweh thing that he he speaks of. He's just talking about the Judeo-Christian. Christianity. (laughs) Yeah. It's It's Christianity, Islam, and... Judaism, all, all three but of King them Cyrus together. came Mormons. to punish Nebuchadnezzar for his sins and free the, and he essentially freed the Jews under the, in the time of Ezra from Babylonian slavery, which was one of like the third or fourth time they were enslaved and sent them back to the promised land and even paid for the reconstruction of the temple. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't see how Donald Trump fits any of that. Yeah, you don't Donald think Trump that moving the capital of Jerusalem or the, the capital of Israel to Jerusalem. Yeah, I, I understand that people use like that analogy, but I don't think that direction. people actually they made a coin the book of, of Daniel, Donald Trump in Israel that and has just, King Cyrus on the back. Yeah, and they didn't move people to Jerusalem. <laughs> it's just a tie. The economic center is still mostly Tel Aviv. And currency is, Jerusalem is, is currency. You know, it, it's not it's not an article of faith. Well, I've read the book of Daniel, and I, I, I'm i still pretty sure that, that a lot of this falls in line with the, book of the prophecy. That one, time? That, that, one time. that one time I read the Bible, yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> there's nothing happening. But I've also read parts of the Talmud as well, and a lot of this is all, is all covered and prophesied. So a lot of the stuff that we see happening is kind of like by design. And uh, if we don't do something to change or disrupt this a stranglehold of the narrative of humanity that this cult seems to have, then we are, we are voluntarily submitting to the outcome of the prophecy. I, I think you're lost. Well, and what is happening on, is on nothing. We are playing no role in what God is happening. There are lots of things happening of without our knowledge or At the end of the our day, participation. You would have to believe if, I think if he's right about the stranglehold. But if you take it very literally, stranglehold keeps anything from God happening. Earlier you said, I don't know if what's going to really happen. My God first thought is, I know what's going to happen. Uh, when it comes Nothing. To the theocracy. And that's why I don't think Donald Trump fits, because what has he done? Nothing. And, and what is going to continue to happen is nothing. You know, because you don't change the rules of a game that you're winning. And the oligarch is winning. What, what, what I mean is, like, you can well, like, I mean, stone I, is tumbling down the hill. Happened. I think that plenty of things did happen. They just didn't register. They didn't move your needle. 
So that that's what that says to me, Jonathan. Down consent, you know, or our consent. I think that the consent of the government is the most under, under consulted, literally raping uh, humanity you know, thing in in the red. <laughs> really, I I think that uh, you know the role of the consent of the government trundled. Y'all are aware because of there are the other wheels that are being preferred and being laundered as consent. For the public, but I think, and right that's that. not I mean, okay. PR in general, get you do what they want, but public what relations do, is the art of manufacturing consent. And there's been a book written about it called Manufacturing Consent. But if I do nothing about um, it, so that, that people will have a general awareness of what's I mean going on. But again, propaganda is where they they. They but try to the taper is to us, no, information so that it fits what don't the government the wants and the get the don't people to obey right. and do what the government wants. They're there to serve us, our interests. They take our money to do their operations. We co-govern them. And if we step away from our duty to govern the government, then we get the government that we have. Well, I want to turn flip this back to the the, the no, Noah here, Brady. Do you have the promise that God made after He flooded the earth? Oh, where where you got a rainbow, which is now being appropriated to all things gay. So, um... <laughs> because it's fabulous. <laughs> Anyways, I wanted to to uh, funnel this back to uh, final thoughts. I don't want to completely drain the vein on on Tucker and Dan Bongino. First of all, does anybody here? Did anybody watch Dan Bongino's show on Saturdays? Anybody here? John, Miranda. Okay, I, I would catch it on occasion. You know, it was kind of like a, it, they would run it later. So sometimes I would just catch it uh, before I started programming my show. And um, one morning, it was, he, he made the news, like he became the news, which is, it's been a year for that already. He became the news because Matt Taibbi, and the Twitter files elicited direct kind of tailoring or tapering of views of his content and, and shadow banning him. And they had proof that, that he was being shadow banned directly by the platform. 
Now, leftists have been shadow banned by the platform as well. And Matthew Taibbi has, has said that. He has, he's a, he has said as such. And, but they had Dan Bongino on that morning, and he talked about you know, his suspicions, what it was like for him, because he used to work for the FBI. And for the FBI to be directly involved in censoring other Americans and everything coming full circle to kind of smack him was just kind of bewildering. So I, I think we're in a, in a strange age where, where we're being led to mistrust our institutions, but our institutions are also behaving untrustworthily. So I'm not going to be defrauded of my own conclusions that when corruption is happening, that just because I am guilty of mistrusting the corrupt, uh, that I have somehow uh, joined the misinformation, disinformation army uh, of people who are, are trundling trust in our institutions. No, they are, they are doing that all by themselves. They're doing it by themselves. By behaving in a corrupt manner, you are unraveling the trust around it. And that is why Joe Biden has a 26% approval rating. We'll still run. We'll probably just hand the stick to whomever the primary Republican is. Okay? Because this, this is a defeat of reason. The way that things are going. Robert Kennedy Jr. has like, 13% less than 15% last time I checked. So he's catching up. No, he is. Yeah. I mean, he's a viable running Democrat, unfortunately. Third party. Um, and, and, or, you know, or he's sticking to Democrat. Unfortunately, he said, it's kind of like, it's kind of like God. It's, and this goes back to why the cult of Yahweh is such a problem because it leads to this kind of thinking where it's like, Oh, you know, I don't, I don't love my party, but it's my party. And it's like, oh, I don't necessarily love everything that God does, but he's he's my God. You know, he was my granddaddy's God, so I'm going to just, you know. Oh, no, no, no. Religion and government are very similar well, in, very, in a lot of ways. Government, Brady. Actually, They're different. it's just a more ancient form of government. I, mean, I, I see the in Texas. Well, I mean, I, I see the similarity like job as a teacher about politics right for now. protesting politics Israel in Texas. Religion, unless that's not meaningless. Um, right wing politics can just as easily take on a religious form. Well, yeah, but it's, it's meaningless to me. It's, it's completely meaningless. I lost I lost my job as a teacher for not for refusing to say that Palestinians invented terrorism, modern terrorism in 1979 at the Music Olymp Munich Olympics. Wow. And they said you have That's to stick You have to stick to the itinerary. You need to stick to the curriculum left to you by the teacher for whom you're substituting. And I said I'm not going to do that. And then That was the only political really political thing I've ever done. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that you did it.
But that, yeah, they, they teach propaganda. And if you teach, if you say it's propaganda, they accuse you I of being it's a reasonable quote, goal. I think it's a reasonable as if what they do is not to be able to do that. It's just in our culture. It's just in the text foreign to our culture right now. All, it, I don't no think such it's thing as an apolitical take on society. That's not real. All, all takes are political in some way or another. But if well, you, there, there's only soft power and. Well, it used to be that in civics, there was a framework where people could gather and, you know, it was, there was a structure around debate. There was structure around the knowledge of what our system is and does three branches of government, what constitutes a senator, what constitutes, what their roles are, what the executive bureaus do and are, but those things are kind of, they're, they're mutating and they're mutating under the, this kind of weird definition. Um, you know, because I have power today, I will just, I will just kind of invent government as I go. And that's really not the structure of our government. Um, no, there, there's a lot of pudding heads at the top. They're really old and they, they're beginning to think that, you know, just because they're there that they can just kind of pull a lever here and pull a lever there and government's going to do what they want. And I guess, you know, if you've been there a while, you might think that and you might get away with it for a little while, but it's not the structure of our government and what they're doing isn't quite legal. So, um, you know, I, I have a high demand that, that the Pudding Head Caucus leave. Well, they have to die. There's, there's the no machination. They are mistraining the youngest generation. Sorry, go ahead. Well, yeah. well you're, you're just making my point for me. Like, I said there's no machination with you can use to oust them. And then you said that they're mistraining the younger generation. And both of those are reasons why it's not going to change. Well, we'll see what changes. I mean, there is a middle generation. You can't necessarily throw them in the garbage. Uh, they're still around. So wait, still around. Do we need, do we need the Gen X people to be uh, senators? The Gen X people are senators. So I don't know. I, maybe I'm thinking of them as younger than they. I, may, I think of myself as Gen X, and I'm 38. And my I guess my sister is too, but she's almost 48. But that's like anywhere in there. Yeah, but, I think uh, Gen, Gen Z is the weakest, most useful idiot generation that we've had in a long, long time. Right, and that's why I didn't want to go lower, because then you have a whole different problem, which they can't even think. Not, they can't think for themselves. Like, millennials couldn't think for themselves. Gen Z can't think at all. They just yeah, they totally... they can handle questions, like... They don't like, yeah, they, how am I going to be entertained in the next five minutes of my life? That's the extent of their thought. Okay. Go so I'll, I'll give you a perfect example for, for the, for the benefit of the audience. Uh, so I, they use AI relentlessly and they've been helicopter parented. Most of them, most of their lives, all their decisions have been made for them. Um, and their little princes and princesses, who never really made an independent decision and they've been told what good and absolutely good children they are, no matter what they do, which makes them functional narcissists and sociopaths. Uh, and that's why they get so upset. Both silence and speech are both violence 
So if you say anything out of turn and you get punched in the face by a 25-year-old activist that's been radicalized and pumped full of the wrong hormones, uh, then you can blame the school system, I think. I'm, I'm pretty solid on that one. I, I think you could probably blame the school system. So, uh, having been a teacher, I can, I'm going to push back against that and say that they're, they show up different than I showed up when I was six years old. You're different. You're dealing with a completely different creature walking into school for the first time. They're not teachable. And it's, it's, I'm not saying that teachers are doing a great job. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is they have a completely different set of problems that cannot be solved using the tools that they have. You get the six year old today can't tie their shoes. They can't operate a zipper. They can't pour water from a pitcher into a cup. They don't know words like top return and continue. Now, like they're little animals. You can't do anything. You're talking about autism and autism is in, um, you're talking about the consequences of your generation's lack of awareness. It may be my, because if my generation is their parents, you could say it's their fault, but that doesn't change the fact that that's what they're like when they walk into the school building today. Yeah, you know, um, I don't have kids, so think, you can point at point at my siblings, maybe. But uh, well, you had a vote and you had a body um, during the time, and it was as I consider Ron myself as a thirty-six-year-old man. I consider myself responsible for the planet at this moment in time. Like, I try to spend my days and my hours wisely. So I don't want to spend too much time here, but I'm just wondering, like, I see you guys pointing the finger a lot at younger people, and I'm wondering what was so great about it's your It's not about generation. a blame. Uh, it's like, oh, they, they have, this is their fault, and they should take responsibility. It's no. they're, they're the ones with the power who are going to have to be the ones to do something about it, and they're just not equipped to do so. Now, I could say that about a, a, a bulldozer. It doesn't, it's not about blame. It's just about it. Does, it's not the tool for the job. It's nothing's going to happen. Well, I, and I, I hear this refrain of nothing happening, and I feel like it's it's kind of your teddy bear, Jonathan, because if something does happen and something will happen, because yes, there's a people in opposite reaction, it's the appearance of things happening sits on, in an ivory tower and decides that they're too good to to, to approach problems in a direct way um there are this is not approaching problems in a direct way all the politics and all the voting i've ever oh done God. in my entire Jonathan, night got, right, never added up finish. to one day Wait. of picking up like garbage on the like side this. of the road that's Jonathan, a direct Jonathan, I'm, I'm i was i was making a point and my point was is that you know you <sighs> have to take some responsibility and choose you know pick pick your battle pick your battles we've had this discussion before uh you know you can't be you know, Jesus Christ, the world savior, you have to pick a battle that, that you feel most attached to that you can win. And I, no one in the speaking column right now is a parent. I just like the speaking column, a parent have, has anyone here, you know, fathered or mothered a child? Yes. No, you weren't even mine. Yeah, children that weren't even mine. My family, we have a belief in my family that whether that kid is ours or not, if there's a kid in the area, we treat them like family, and that's all there is to it. That's just how we roll on my mom's side of the family. Uh, okay, but legally, all kids are family is the way. Legally, we see it. Brady, did you did you donate sperm, propagate a child, 
you know, nope. generate, you know, not uh, yet, but I actually am becoming a sperm donor. Became a legal parent. Have you done this? I'm about to. I'm about to. Uh, well, it's not the same as as you have. I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to pick when it comes to donating sperm. You. I'm saying that there is a difference. There definitely is a difference between the people who have the mantle and the people who talk about the mantle. Okay. Okay. Well, then explain to me why children call me daddy instead of their own father. Why, why do children in the presence of their own father look at me and say, daddy? I don't know, Brayden. That's know, not Brady. my, that's not my business, that's but legally that child has a, a father, father, whether, whatever they call whatever you. They call right. But realistically, emotionally, physically, mentally, how good is their father? How much do they really know, have a father? Brady, I don't know the situation, but I know for a fact you don't have legal custody of any child. Well, the cool thing about situations are that situations are observable. So we can look at these situations and we can examine them and we can. Well, well my point is made, evidence. nobody here is a legal parent, uh, uh, you know, in the speaking column. My point is made and that if thing responsible, we can we can we can do as, as maybe Brady does like adopt some, some maybe co-parent children. If we have something to, but know that they're going to be limited. And then being a teacher is the other thing that is, and is equally responsible in our society to instruct children so that they're more capable because parenting has gotten a lot harder. It's gotten a lot more difficult legal and so has teaching yeah uh, yes For the same yeah, reasons yes. so i mean maybe, That's all maybe I was we really should saying. be more helpful to teachers it sounds like to, a leftist to parents, thing to say. To teachers now not that i'm necessarily disagreeing but the point about like awesome. but before we get too far away from the whole nothing happening thing it's like what what of what seems to be happening is theater and what's not like if he's like oh just pick an issue Mine would have been like the wealth tax at like you might not like that idea until you hear the other half is delete all the other ones. Every other tax goes away. Like if I had to pick one issue, that'd be my thing because nobody else will not because it's oh so plausible. It's just to reach out and grab it. It's because nobody else is going to die on that hill and there's nothing happening in that field. And that's like, a, that's sort of what I just said. It's like nobody wants to die on that hill. And that's the well, sort of I mean, nothing that will continue to happen. Who don't feel energized by a lot of issues. Like I felt very lonely. That's why nothing is going to happen. It's because if you only mm -hmm. stick to the issues that you feel, feel energized by, that's mm -hmm. a very Gen Z thing to let motivate you. I mean, your feelings. Uh -huh. the, the nothing that's going to happen is that there's going to be no change in the monetary well, system. Well, I mean, you only commit to times. one person, Jonathan, in a marriage, okay? If you committed no, to it's... like 15 people, that would be an odd place to be. And you'd probably be part of a Mooney Cole, Okay. People only have what? so much lifetime, and so if they're going to become studied and disciplined on an issue, on an issue, okay? Some people are single-issue voters. You want to deal with, you know, a, your end of the tax system. Nobody's prohibiting you. You can be the emperor of an, of an empty city, okay? You can go do that. Nobody's, nobody's against you either, okay? Nobody's for you, and nobody's against you, but you got to get out there and start hustling okay if you have an issue and you don't hustle your issue okay and nothing becomes of it it's because you didn't get out and row row your hoe 
Okay, you didn't do it. I should go. You didn't. You should, did not. I should canvas. You didn't show up for my one for my tax. Knock on doors. Yes, sir. Organize a meeting. Invite a people. Get on a speaker system and start talking about tax. Go to associated meetings and start talking about it. This is activism one hundred one. Yeah. This is community organizing one hundred one. You have got to get out there and start talking. Start a show on Colin. Yes, yeah, start a show on calling on tax <clears throat> policy. I'm doing community organizing six six six. I'm I'm like doing high level community organizing. If anyone's actually interested in that, <laughs> we got it going on. I'm about to have some really cool interviews too. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a lot going on, and there's a lot. If there's nothing going on. There's a lot that could be going on. I think people underestimate their power as a human in a human body. A lot body. of talking going on. A lot of talking going on. Not a lot of action. Not a lot of debates either. Not a lot of uh, see. I consider a philis- I consider a party like a political party to be a group of people who share a political philosophy, right? And so, what I want to see happen is I want to see people the the the, the very smartest thought leaders from these parties of political philosophy to be meeting every weekend and holding hosting debates against each other about every little thing on the planet until we get uh, and i want an idea of what's going on through debate uh i I think that the truth is your task if you want to become someone who scopes a rose through debate is to know both sides of the issue, Brady, yep. and then get mm-hmm. a structure around your debate, present the rules to each of your combatants, make it a Yes, I hosted a whole now. room about this. I did what you said. I hosted a whole podcast about how to host and moderate a debate. Okay. And we, we, we covered all of this as well as microphone rotation and as well as laying out the rules for the debate, I think at the beginning of the debate is pretty important. Like, are we allowed to say bad words or are bad words going to get us kicked out? You know, that's an important thing to establish before well, the debate your starts. Debate, they're yeah. your rules. And, and so as long as people are primed on the debate rules ahead right. of schedule, like you could have a exactly. private room and then coach the debate uh, rules to right. each, each party, make sure that, Brilliant. that, each of the the boxing attendees that are going to be in the ring have the same information consent and it's consensual everything's consensual like you said it's consensual right. yeah and you no also have to have uh you have to have a discipline uh measure available in case you know they start they start fouling like if they commit a foul you have to moderate you have mm-hmm. to have a mod who's got enough uh moderate and moderation <laughs> Well, I mean, you have to moderate the debate. That's that's what deba- debates yeah. get dicey, and people start saying things that are out of out of time. They go over their time. They interrupt. No filibustering. Yeah, no filibustering is a big one. Tax on people. You know, sometimes that's okay. Debate, then you know they don't talk over each other. Uh, they they wait for yes. the other one to speak. They write down their their rebuttals. Someone makes yes. a point. The other person gets to make a rebuttal. And then, uh, and then the other person, then there's another quote, the content and the subject matter. You can have a host of like, you know, I think Mary Williams, who's a presidential candidate is on the network. Um, it might be good to just have a feature with her and like one other, a third party candidate to start. If, if that's something that motivates you, Brady, 
Um, so I uh, could probably do it. For lack of her actually willing to show up, because debate, really. I mean, I had Phil, Phil I, Drake. You have what? I had Phil Drake. He's a presidential candidate. I, I don't know that anyone here would Oh, that's pretty cool. Him. Uh, but, right on. you know, we did have him on. He's from South Texas and he is running for president. He's an independent uh, candidate. I don't anticipate that Marianne, if, if Marianne did not enjoy the RBN uh, interview, then she's really not going to enjoy me. So I, I'm, I'm just kind of ruling that out as an opportunity so I don't disappoint myself later. But what you can do in these instances is you could host a proxy debate where I take things that Marianne has said in public that are on the record. And I simply debate those and I can even have someone pretend to be Marianne Williamson for lack of her showing up. And we can host a proxy debate in that way. And that's something I encourage people to do. That's that's something you could probably order. OK, like like May Starwalk could would do that with you and that'd be a whole show. Like because that's be awesome. That would yeah. seriously be awesome. Yeah. And it, it would be right well, in your This is Darth Vader. <laughs> oh, to like. Let, let's start. Let's start finding Seriously. ways. I would say, so, yeah, I would um, say exactly that. Let's start finding ways to promote legitimate journalistic or, sources like any Whitney of these Webb, other things. Because I think I'm thoroughly uh, off. Lefties, hello. Yeah. But, Stop um, watching. <laughs> and I'm even right wing. Um, I think good. I think Alex Jones is a good example of a right-wing journalist that should be promoted, actually. I think he's crazy. Well, here's the thing. There's a lot of people who follow him. There's a lot of people that think the way that he thinks. So it's good to know what they're thinking, right? Well, that's your opinion. Yeah, neither am I. I guess. I mean, I'm not really attracted to Alex Jones and the way that he does things. You know, the way but that Glenn he Beck never hop- at women the for thing, being though. women. Glenn Beck doesn't um, have the, the nuts to hop the fence at Bohemian Grove, get sneak in with a hillbilly passcode, because, and you know, record I, I a cremation like, care ritual. Glenn Beck does. I'm definitely more attracted to what Girl, that is what the well, that is what the World Economic Forum is actually doing. It's exactly what the World Economic Forum is doing. Well, I don't care about that as much as I care about the, what the World Economic Forum is actually <laughs> doing, and that's what Glenn Beck is covering. Okay, but this is their religion, and we have freedom of religion. You're sitting here promoting six 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 and satanic rituals. You know, what? what is the difference between what they're doing and what you're promoting? So I, I don't see what the You know what they're not is. doing? Wealth tax. And they will continue to not do that thing. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, we don't have to do very much if there's a lot of nothing happening. Yeah. The, the things that would undo their power are not going to be done because we're too busy talking about other shit. Okay. Well, I mean, if you want to not do that over there... That's that's your American right. I will continue to not do anything. Well, I'm in Georgia now, not Iowa, but it's it's even more laid back. It's really it's actually easier to do nothing here than it was in Iowa because the weather's always warm. So, um, without any more, without any further catastrophization, uh-huh, here, oh, called North out. has joined us. 
Quite. So he's our resident Canadian contrarian here. Something about, yeah, no, of- it's not. I don't know what was said, but I'm always wrong because North. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but even if I'm not wrong, you know, I'm just wrong because North. So. You're talking uh, to me. All right. You're so I'm going to wrap it up here. It's been an hour and 12 minutes, amazingly. Uh, any final thoughts, gentlemen? No, I just joined because of your says to live. Oh, one at a time. Jonathan, you go first. The to, Well, the, to, the, you notice on your meme, to live is the big one, right? Oh, they live. Yeah. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. They live, not to live. That's a Chinese movie, to live. But the, they live is the one that shows you have to put the glasses on to see the propaganda, to see what, what, what the things are really saying. Because the propaganda isn't some, it's the world that you live in. And it's not that it, you're going to wake up out of it into the matrix. Mm-hmm. It's that you have to see, you know, what the, what the billboard really says, which is obey, consume. And what you're never going to hear from them is stop consuming and stop obeying. And that, those are the messages that will get you fired from news. It's not, it's not a, any particular take on any particular topic. It's when you try to change the topic. That's what's dangerous to them. Ah. And if you change the, try to change the topic to the monetary system, neither side, neither right nor left will do that. And if, they either, if a person on either network or either side tries to do that, they will get fired eventually if they keep doing it. Okay. Well, I mean, you're talking about some of that. So they're, they're, we waited until the very end to get to your, your theoretical uh, math on how Tucker was removed from the network. He was, he you was talked about the monetary via, system via attrition and lawfare. Uh, through the Dominion suit, which was not necessarily frivolous, but it was not not necessarily frivolous, but it was at, at extreme advantage to people who wanted to to silence him. So, Brady, your final thoughts. I was stuffing my face. I would say finesse the press by forcing the debate, force the toke, um and focus your attention on things that matter and are good and important and don't let a vampiric um old geriatric don't let geriatric vampires distract us from what we're capable of i i think that's that a geriatric vampire like get over on them if if they're able just kind of beat them off a little bit with a with a Christ uh, here. <laughs> All right, yeah. so I'm. They I hate it when. Like, you- hang on, I was saying something. My cousin was missing for two weeks, and I found. Oh no! Ah. Uh, oh no! So this is missing and murdered Indigenous um, people. Uh, Chief's baby girl said her cousin was missing for two weeks and found murdered this past weekend. So I have thoughts. Um, what thoughts do you want me to, you can come say, um, okay. Yeah. I am so, so I hold silence for, uh, Chief's baby girl's cousin, Miranda. 
I hold, I hold, um, I hold hard for her. Oh my God. Um, so I'm sorry to hear that everybody's going through something. So, uh, everybody have a, have a decent day, be decent to one another. Uh, you know, try to embrace something positive, find three positive things you're grateful for, no matter what they are and observe them and have a, a good day despite bad things that are happening. <laughs>